Hello and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place where we share creative and inspiring learning in our schools. Season 2, Episode 20. Hello and welcome back to Education on Fire with me, Mark Taylor. This is part two of our NAEP Computing and EdTech Conference special this week. Um, and I hope you've um, enjoyed um, part one, um, which was with Stella James and Tim Rylands. Um, today you're going to be hearing from Katie from Two Simple Software, um, from Atmos Technology, who were there as part of the trade show, and also our vice chair, um, Stuart Swan. So here we are, still at the Nate conference. Um, I'm joined now by Katie from... Two um, Simple Software. From Two Simple Software. <laughs> so, um, first of all, could you tell us why you decided to be part of this conference and, and, and what it is you've got to offer the teachers that have come and the education people who've come to take part today? Yes, um, Two Simple are hopefully kind of a, a household name in education and, and schools. And if you're looking at EdTech, um, Two Simple... Um, falls very very nicely under that category especially when you're looking at creativity and looking at um, the speakers that you've brought in today people like Tim Rylands and Sarah Neild, Milesbury, fantastic people who um, we're also proud to associate ourselves with so yes Too Simple are here at the NAEP conference really plugging the creative classroom Uh, great and and what is the creative classroom well, in your eyes? Well, the creative classroom is actually no longer defined by four physical walls. The creative classroom is now extended to home as well. So we are looking at um, a programme called Purple Mash, which probably many of the schools will be familiar with. It's m- won multiple awards. Yes, I've, I've heard it from oh, my kids' schools. Oh, like brilliant. Yet, so yes, That's yeah, great. I'm aware. So um, being online, it means that children can access their learning very easily both at school at home on holiday wherever (laughs) wherever you want and it's where children can get I suppose digitally messy so they can paint they can write they can make models design their own games do coding um, and and a whole host of wonderful things that fits in with the kind of topics um, and and learning teaching and learning that happens at school. Oh, great. So it's kind of like an, an umbrella for all your sort of um, computing yes. needs and online needs. That's a lovely school. way to describe it. So um, it's it's a website. Purple Mash is a website. And for those schools that are familiar with some of our old CDs, they will find them all through Purple Mash plus all of our new ones. So this week we've just launched two blog which is on there. And it gives children a real audience and purpose for their writing. Brilliant. Um, and the week before, we released Mini Mash, which is especially, it's, it's like a purple mash for early years. So that's also been delivered free to all our purple mash users, too. So lots of exciting things happening in the world of purple mash. Great. I, I like the blog idea. Where, where does the blog go to? Is it is it published online for anyone to read, or do you have restrictions on that with the its parents? The admin can decide exactly who they want the audience to be. They could restrict it to certain children, or teachers, or classes within purple mash. Or they have the option to give a global audience to those children. And we all know that when children have a real audience for their work, um, they tend to take more pride and care in what they're doing. So they can shout out and celebrate and be proud of what they've been doing. Absolutely. And what I love about this, um, is, is, is you'll know from season one, um, Education on Fire is all about creativity, learning and things being relevant. And... Um, 
and the idea of writing a blog that's got an audience, which has got a purpose, which is probably behind it, got something the child is passionate about yes. that they can then share with the world or share with their class or share with their friends or even get the chance to tell their parents, which might be something they've not spoken to them about directly in a different way, just suddenly has much more purpose and it becomes real and it's it also in the now. pupils a voice, doesn't it? And what's really neat about to blog, because there are many blogging tools out there, sure. um, is that children can attach with a click of one button any work that they've created in Purple Mash. So they can upload perhaps a leaflet or a game that they've created, invite others to play it, comment on it, and so on. So, um, again, real purpose for, for their actual work too. That's great. And, and I, think, I think for teachers and also parents as well, um, as a parent myself, there are various things that come and go through school in various different sites and things that the kids have to log on to and that sort of thing. So to have something which is under one umbrella where you just know when you're doing that kind of thing, here we are, we know where we're going, we can remember the login details, <laughs> <laughs> we know what's going on, I think is a, is, is a great benefit. And, and especially for the teachers as well, because it just sounds like there's a lot of scope there for lots of tools which the children can use. Yes, not only that, Mark, but also it, you could use that same tool from nursery through to year six. So for teachers, for planning, for school management, this is something that is a whole school resource. Fantastic. So once, you, once, you, once you're in it, then you can really just use it across the whole Yes, across the whole get board. real use from something that you invest in. Fantastic. And that's all the way from literally doing creative online artwork, as you said, all the way through to blogging and, and everything in between, I guess. Absolutely. Blogging, coding, um, game design, 3D models, 3D printing, you can do it. I mean, so many things. It's like I always um, compare it to a treasure box. It's full of jewels, full of treasure. You don't need to wear every single thing at the same time, but it's there if you if you do want to wear it that day. And that's a fan that's a fantastic um, snapshot there. Treasure is it treasure, treasure treasure chest treasure chest i mean that's <laughs> probably my own unique one but <laughs> that's but fantastic because yes. then your whole feeling of your day of what you're going to be creating today sounds inspiring it sounds creative it sounds like it's going to be fun and it's you're going to find a gem in there yes, definitely absolutely and that sounds great so if you want to find out more um log on to educationonfire.com and we'll have resources and everything on the show notes and you'll be able to click through and find out more information thank thanks you thanks very much for speaking to us my pleasure enjoy the rest of the day thanks so here we are still at the NAEP conference. I'm chatting to Ian from Atmos Technology. Um, you've got a trade stand here today. Can you tell me why, why you're here and what it is you've got to offer schools? Uh, well, we're a relatively new company, just approaching our third year. Um, we've recently opened an office in Oxfordshire, so this is nice and local for us. We are a full service uh, ICT provider for schools. That's our speciality. We're all people who've worked for schools ICT providers in the past and um, we think we can do it. We're basically small enough to care and big enough to cope. That's great. Sounds like a perfect combination. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also have a sister company that's a social enterprise broadband provider called NetNexu. Uh, so we can actually provide broadband at cost pricing or make a small profit on it and that, allow that, that allows us to give money back to the school, whether they want to give it to a good cause or whether they wish to do it, use it for something else. So we have a school at the moment in Oxfordshire who's talking about using the cash back that they'll get off that to help fund a rural bus service, oh, which will obviously allow kids to get to school without being in a big Range Rover. It's North Oxfordshire after all. Um, but uh, obviously Oxfordshire County Council have pulled the funding for rural buses, so this is a real issue for small villages and, and the school in their engagement with the community hope to 
be able to help that, in providing this. And, and community is such a big thing now, and so to have companies and schools and everybody working together to make everyone's life easier is, is just a, a great thing to yeah, do. Yeah, we're talking uh, at times of austerity, schools are struggling for money, so uh, I know they're being told that if they can rent their facilities out or find other ways of raising revenue, then obviously that helps them to put the provisions in place to get on with what they should be doing, which is teaching our kids. Brilliant. And so <laughs> schools can contact you what if they just want an iPad all the way through to if they want oh, a whole new uh, ICT it can speaking? be something as boring as I need two one meter patch cables that's absolutely fine we will quote that I've always we've always found that if you do a good job on the small stuff when bigger things come along you get a chance at it and the aim is always to be a trusted advisor so we're kind of a no bull company uh, I would rather on occasion challenge my customers in the way that they want to do things and give them different ideas about how, how to do things than just accept that this is the way it should be done because we're in the IT industry they're in the teaching industry they don't necessarily know what technology is out there that could help them do things better Sure. I mean, so. Absolutely, and, and the thing is, is that te technology is changing all the time, and so I think having a partner that you can work with, because you're going to be developing, your, you spent mm. your money this year, and next year there's going to be something else you need, and to have someone that you've got confidence just to be able to phone up and say, look, we're here now, we need something else, can you help us, can you help us plan, I think that's quite an important thing. Yeah, absolutely, I mean, at the moment we're working with a, a school in Milton Keynes who are having a new site, uh, it's being built and will open in September next year, uh, they wanted it to effectively be an extension of their existing school, so we're working with them on the broadband and the leased line and all the technology that will go into it so that it's effectively one entity, even though the two sites will be a mile apart. So a teacher can walk from one school into the other. All their information that they need access to is there. Um, and we're helping in, in helping with the main contractors as well because big construction companies do have a habit of over-specifying things at times when it's unnecessary uh, and obviously they're construction companies as well so IT isn't necessarily their speciality so it's all about consulting with everybody and trying to get the school to where they want to be sure and giving them a vision for where they wish to be in the future and yeah. how they will go about achieving that seems that. like a really a really, yeah. a really important thing um, you mentioned your um, here in Milton Keynes and, um, in, and and Oxford, which obviously where the conference is today. Mm. Um, and is there plans to be a bit more national than that? Is it going to be growing? And uh uh, The plan is as we expand to develop small regional offices so that we're always a local company. Uh, obviously, we're in the Thames Valley at the moment. We have customers nationwide, and as that business grows, then it will justify having an office there. So we actually have an office in the East End of London because we have a managed service in the school in the East End of London. Uh, it's the biggest free school so far open. It's called School 21. So our technicians are in there. They have the backing of everybody in the office, the technical people and, and all of those guys. And we do our best for them. That is the idea ultimately to have small hubs dotted around so we're always that local company it's, it sounds perfect and I, and I think the, the the big thing about tech um, from my point of view at the minute is the fact that it seems impersonal because it's all about technology but as we realize that as everything in life it's all about relationships it's all about community it's all about having faith in the people that you're working with and having that mm. seems to be what the company really stands for which sounds like a very a great basis well when it comes down to it you actually don't even really need an office anymore we're we're an entirely cloud-based company all of our systems are in the cloud. Uh, I can tether my phone in a car park in the north of Scotland and still have access to all the systems that I need. And it's the way the world's going. 
virtual offices. The physical presence, people like the fact that you have an office there and there are people nearby. It actually isn't really necessary anymore. So that's our plan is, like I say, to have small regional offices. No massive overheads with a big main office or anything like that because you don't need that kind of thing anymore. No. Great. Well, Ian, thank you very much for speaking to us today. And no problem. Thank you, Mark. And as, we, uh, and as I've said before, um, all the details of these, um, of these conversations I'm having throughout the day of the conference will be on educationonfire.com, and there'll be links and everything so you can get um, more about Atmos technology through there. Lovely. Thanks very much. Thank you. I'm joined by Stuart Swan. Hello. Um, who's going to be one of the keynote speakers here at the, the NAPE conference. Can you just tell us a little bit about what it is you're going to be chatting about to everybody. I will. Hi, Mark. Hi. Hello. So um, I'm here in two capacities, really. First as, as vice chair of NAPE. So when I'm not uh, watching what's going on or doing my, doing my presentation, I'll be on the NAPE stall here, the NAPE stand. But um, I'm going to be doing some, uh, some work with Lego education products. So everyone's going to build a little Lego, uh, little Lego model and we're going to program those models. I'm not going to say too much about it, I want it to be a bit of a surprise, but we're going to be looking at how we can deliver computing and how we can deliver the programming aspect of the computing curriculum in a very contextualised way by using robotics and user manipulatives. Sounds very interesting. Oh, yeah. Lego and computing together, I think that's, a, that's something to be really It's dream team, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> And, and, and just tell me a little bit about the conference. How did it come about um, and um, what's the purpose of it overall? Well, I think, I think there's, a, there's a need out there for a, for a very worthwhile, um, very, very hands-on and very informative education technology conference. We're at a stage now in the computing curriculum where we, we're kind of two years down the line. It's starting to become embedded, but you know, teachers and schools still need a lot of ideas. And whilst big events like BET are really fantastic, they're only once a year, they're in London, they're not always accessible. So to have something a little bit more central, a little bit more, um, I guess, tailored, uh, particularly in, in, in the, um, with the ideas of, 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 of having the focus on the speakers and, and the focus on the hands-on experience, whilst supported by a, by a trade fair, doing it that way round, we saw a bit of a, you know, a bit of a need there. So hopefully it's fulfilled that. It's a great turnout. We've got some great exhibitors, some really great high-profile speakers. So, yeah, it's, yeah. Got, it's got a great atmosphere, and I think the setup here works really well for everybody. For sure, yeah. Um, and I know you work in the, uh, in the computer industry within <laughs> schools and education. So tell us a bit about that and how that all fits in together with, uh, with sort of the NAPE's idea of technology and, uh, of and the course. conference. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, of course, a teacher, as, as we all are on, on NAPE. Um, but my, my, my day job, if you like, as you say, is supporting schools, helping them deliver the computing requirements and integration of technology. And I see it as very much part of what NAPE stands for, you know, in, in, in terms of, whoops, there's some noise going on, um, you know, in terms of letting children lead their own learning, and I think technology allows for that very well, as Tim's, Tim's um, talk a minute ago pointed out really, really brilliantly, um, but also certainly with, with Lego education products, which, which is why I'm here today, um, which are all based on the educational theory of constructionism so really allowing children to experiment and investigate and collaborate while the teacher is 
very much a facilitator of that as opposed to a deliverer of content, which is, of course, very much at the heart of NAPE, of you know, giving children a voice and not just education being a content delivery system. Sure. Yeah. We should just point out that the feedback wasn't us, actually. It was um, it's something on the main uh, keynote. Absolutely. Nothing to do with slightly. us. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and, um, so just tell us a little bit about your company and, and, um, and, and, and its name. And okay. we'll, we'll have all this on the, on the educational Absolutely. website. Absolutely. So, so uh, the company is IE Solutions. Um, and you can find us at ies.london or search for us on Facebook for IE Solutions. Um, so yeah, so we, we formed about five years ago, really out of, a, out of a need for schools to still have support around, that, around the computing aspects of the curriculum at a time when local authorities were kind of being disbanded. Um, I was myself a local authority officer and uh, you know, found myself in, 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 in that position. So. Yeah, so, so we, we work with schools across the country, um, as I said, primarily helping them in delivering the computing requirements. But, you know, we can also offer strategic support, practical support, working with children, working with teachers, and also, um, you know, provide hardware and, and that, that kind of uh, support and installation as well. So we try and offer the full package, which, which, is, uh, which again, is, is, is something that's you know we, we felt that would be advantageous to schools so instead of going to one place for your training another place for your strategy another place for your hardware we 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 can offer that all in one so as part of what i do in in um as, as as the as the training face i suppose of as the company i also freelance out to lego education and to um apple approved suppliers as well so so we, we have lots of different hats that we wear, um, but fundamentally our job is to work with schools because we are teachers and it's, you know, it's, it's to make sure that the children get the very best out of what we can offer. Thank you for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information, please go to educationonfire.com.